Welcome to Lift City Church Podcast, where we lift people into their next level relationship with Christ. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we're believing God that this message lifts you to another level. Beware of the springtime, summertime snare. Now tell your neighbors, say beware of the springtime, summertime snare. Y'all got to watch that lazy spirit in the summer. That spirit to jump on you, you're like, I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like studying I, because your mind want to go on vacation, okay? But you don't go on vacation from God. So if you're in town, you should be where? In church, not at the park with your crab pot. You need to be in church because we could do the days are long. We could do that afterward. I'm loving on you right now. Amen. But like I said last week, please make sure you go and take a vacation. That's very important. Take your family on vacation, okay? And uh, it doesn't matter how much you spend or where you go, but it's important that you do that, all right? So how many of you are excited about the word today? Now, for the sake of, we literally have like 30 minutes because we've been, we've been fed good so far. So listen, I always say this for the sake of the visitors. I only teach to excited people. That's not enough excitement for me. Y'all get, get me up here, make us do all this work, and y'all not excited. I said we only teach to excited people. Now, again, for the sake of the visitors, I say that because if there is no excitement, there is no expectation. And if there is no expectation, there is no place for your, for your uh, faith to land. And the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. So when we gather together around the word in corporate worship, it is so that we can hear a word that will elevate our faith so that we can then elevate our lives to the next level that God has for our lives. Amen? So are you excited to hear the word today? Amen. Now, I think um, that someone mentioned to me, I believe we have some visitor pastors. Is that correct? We have some visitor. Is that correct, Pastor DJ? Okay, where are the visiting pastors? Come on, let's honor them the way that we do. Thank God for you. Thank you for fellowshipping with us today. I need the name of the church and the name of the pastors. Okay, why don't you just say it? Because I can't really hear. This is our family, so I don't know, remember a while ago we were talking about a church in Baton Rouge. Do y'all remember what we were talking about? Well, this is Pastor Vivica and William Johnson and their wonderful family from Kingdom Well Church in Baton Rouge. Welcome, welcome. I love this because y'all know I am such a big proponent of, in the body of Christ, we do not compete with one another. There's a spirit of ungodly competition in the church. We complete one another. So whatever I have belongs to them. Whatever they have belongs to me, right? Because I'm quick to tell you, if you say something good, I'm going to give you credit one time, and then I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. Because ain't nothing new under the sun, right? But maybe they said it in a different way. And so welcome, and thank you so much for taking time out of your schedules to worship with us. Amen. All right, so uh, let's see. I want to do something for them. So give them... 
uh, finance department, y'all give them, a, I don't know what the carrier, that's my assistant. I need somebody to go to Ruth Chris and give them a $200 certificate. And y'all go and pray. Do whatever y'all want. All right, y'all bless them. We want to bless your life today, amen. So they'll make sure, LaCara, where are you so they can make sure? Make sure you see that young lady before y'all leave, all right? All right, and if you can't find her, somebody will help you, all right? All right, so Father, we decrease now so that you can increase. Have your way in this place, in Jesus' name, amen. So we've been in this Better Me series. Now, let me ask y'all, who's been working on themselves? Y'all really been working on yourselves? Now, now, we've been in this series about becoming better, right? Because better begins with us. So if I want better in my life, I have to become better in myself. We, gotta, we cannot put the horse before the cart, as they say, right? So if I want better in life, I have to become a better person. We talked about the root of understanding how we become better is we, that we must understand that God has created us as this tripartite or this being that has three parts to our existence or our being. We found that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 in the Passion Translation. So we're going to go there in just a moment, and I want them to put that up on the screen. But Pastor Derek is teaching with me today because every week, uh, because obviously he the Bible answer man. Y'all know he has spit out the scripture. Y'all already know this, how he is. He's always in the word, 24-7. That's just him. He loves it. He devours it. And so uh, every Sunday after I teach, he shares things with me. Sometimes he gives me a critical analysis. Sometimes he says, oh, maybe if you say it this way, or, you know, he's just hearing for the listener and helping me to become better. So last week in his, uh, in his, uh, 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 a critique, I guess you will, because critique sounds negative, but in his observation or in his assessment, thank you, Pastor Terry. See, that's why you, Pastor Terry, you be using big words all the time. You know, <laughs> Pastor Terry used some big words. He used a lot of big words. And so in his assessment, um, he was sharing some things with me, and I said, ooh, it would be so good for me, like, to interview you and ask you some questions that you can share some things with some people. So let me just set this up. And so, and then we'll go into it. So y'all give me 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Anybody interested in being a better me? Uh, All right. So I I want God's best for my life, and that means that I need to be better in life. Do you understand there's nothing wrong with wanting better? Okay, that didn't hit right. It didn't land where I needed it to land. There is nothing wrong with you wanting better. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you wanting better. The problem comes in is when you allow those things to then replace the God who gave you those things. So there's nothing wrong with wanting better. We just got to keep those things in a proper perspective. So I was talking about how for us to understand where we are because last week I did a lot of talking about this tripartite being, right? And we got this out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. I'm reading the Passion Version. It says, now may the God of peace... Amen, go right there. Because remember, we we talked about this. We can't skip over moments because every word that God gives us in the Bible, it is words of inspiration, right? So that we have revelation of who God is. So he's saying here, he says, now may the God of peace and harmony set you apart. You and I are not created to be like everybody else. I'm helping somebody right now. You're not supposed to be like everybody else. So when my kids were growing up, you know, obviously all kids are going to go through that phase where they feel like, especially if they're raised in a Christian home, they feel like, well, everybody else is doing it, and I don't want to be different. And I had to train my kids, you are different, so you need to get comfortable with being different. 
because you're never going to be like anybody else. Embrace your difference. And you don't follow the standard. You set them. You are the standard in God's word. So we had to teach them that to be okay with being set apart. Tell yourself, say, self, you must be okay with being set apart. You're not created. You and I are not created to be like everybody else. You got to ask yourself, why would God make me an original, but I want to be a carbon copy? Your originality is why he created you, because there's a necessity for your originality. There's a gap that God needs you in particular to fill. And he says, making you completely holy. And may, here's the part we want to focus on, and may your entire being. So this, he's telling us that he wants all of us. The word entire means all. He says, may your entire being, your spirit, come on, read it with me, your spirit, soul, and body. So he wants all of us to be completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. He says, I want your spirit, your soul, and your body, all of it to be flawless. Now, we know from reading this scripture and others, the way that God created us is that I am a spirit. I have a soul, which is my mind, my will, my emotions, and my intellect, and I live in a body. So the real me, the one that's actually making what you see function, is not the body. The real me is the spirit man that lives on the inside of the body. The only reason why I have a body is because I need it for earth. Your body is your earth suit. The, the scripture even says, I know a lot of times we, when we misinterpret uh, or misunderstand scripture, like we think that when, when Jesus comes back and we get these Im immortal bodies, don't miss that part. You're going to have an immortal body for earth, the kind like Jesus had, where you just walk through walls and you show up. You're trying to get to the Bahamas, you just think Bahamas and you're sitting on the island. Wouldn't that be nice? I can't wait. I, I want to go to the Maldives. Here I am sitting on the wall, right? So you have that type of body. It's an immortal body that goes with the change when God, when God changes us into uh, flawless beings completely. He said so, this corruptible will put on incorruptible, incorruptible. right? Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. we're going to get glorified bodies. You, you can, when heaven, you'll be able to, you, don't, you won't need a jet or anything. You'll be able to move at the speed of thought. Boom, mm -hmm. you're gone. That's, that's powerful what you just said. You'll be able to move at the speed of thought. Man, let that sink in. You, you saw beautiful places here that you all visit in vacation? We get a new heaven and a new earth. It, it put to shame anything you saw here on earth. And right. you can just enjoy that for eternity. Eternity. Ooh, if I was you, I would get saved. I would get saved. So we, have, we are in spirit, we have a soul, and we live in this body. So when we are born again, according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, the Bible says, if any man, okay, that man means man and woman, right? Uh, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, I know growing up in the Baptist church, when people came to Christ, they would say, my hands look new, my didn't nothing, nothing on your body look new. If you a hard worker, you got the same calluses on your hands. Right. The calluses did not leave. They did not leave. They did not leave. He said, my feet look new. No, if you didn't. got saved and you pulled your shoes and your socks off, you got the same corns that you had before. 
So it can't be talking about your body, right? Right. So this is this is the part we want to explain. What is new is your spirit man, right? Yeah. So your spirit man is new, it's rejuvenated. You are a new creation as far as your spirit is controlled. Is it is uh, concerned rather? So you are a, you are a new creation as far as your spirit man is con concerned. The challenge now becomes your soul, your mind, your will, your intellect, and your emotions, which then impacts what your body does. And this is the crux of where we have challenges in living this life because I'm spirit and my spirit is lined up with God. But in this life, I'm constantly dealing with the flesh. The Bible says you got to work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. You got to work that out because you got to get your soul to line up with the spirit man, right? So, Pastor Derek, when you and I were talking, I want you to talk about what is the significance of a believer understanding or why is it so significant that as believers we understand what is the difference between the spirit, soul, and body and how that impacts how we live. So we, we in the, the men's lift group, and it's been wonderful, we endeavor to follow the message, and we've been talking about how to be better. And to be better, how many of y'all know to be better, you got to know what's available, right? Yeah. I mean, does, I mean to be, be, be better, how can I be better? What's available to me? What can I be better at? I mean, just doing good and things like that. Yeah, that, doing good, but how do I do that? <laughs> what tools do I have that can make and help me to be better in life? So I, we started out in the men's lift group with talking about what's available. And that's exactly what Pastor Tracy is talking about. When you get saved, when you accept Christ in your life, God comes into what part of you? Spirit man. Your spirit man, right? One of the things that I was sharing with, with Pastor Tracy that we were talking about is a, a statement that she made that I was saying, I said, you know, think about that. She made a statement. She said, we have to feed our spirit. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I said, a lot of times people think when you feel down, or something, you know, and you want some joy and some happiness. A lot of people think it's feeding their spirit. Mm -hmm. But when you feel down or where you feel not right, what part of that is you? And it's, we call it the what? More commonly known. Soul is the church right. word. Mm -hmm. Emotions. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's separate from spirit. Yep. So the point that I was making that I wanted to bring the emphasis is, you got to know what you got when you accepted Christ in your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. The, the Bible says this in James, in 1 John 2.20, you have the anointing of Jesus yeah. on your life. Many of us look at this, they look at your life, even post-salvation, and you think you like the gum on the bottom of somebody's shoe. You've been, all things become brand new. Your spirit is brand mm -hmm. spanking new. Ephesians 1 and 13 says, when you got saved, Holy Spirit, vacuum pack, sealed your spirit. When you sin, your sin can't touch your spirit. Now, it can mess with your body, and it can mess with your soul, soul right? Mm -hmm. Soul ties. How many of y'all know what them soul ties can do? Stuck on a memory of a past. Yeah. Comparing your wife with all your conquests of the, spa of the past. Let me Let me oh, flip yeah. the script. Let me flip the script. <laughs> Women... Comparing your husband to your conquests of the past. That is soulless. That's a soulless challenge right there. So, wait, because I, I think we need to unpack this. Because I said last week, 
feed your spirit, but he was sharing with me. He said, I think you said feed your spirit out of hearing that over, over years. And over. He said, but the context of what you were speaking in, you really meant feed your soul. Because you, so you said it. You said it. You said starve. You came right behind that and said, and starve your soul. Guess what you want to starve your soul of? Doubt. So let's, 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 let's unpack that. Yeah. Because we're, we're, we're drawing this distinction, and I think what's helping us, Minister Ina, is that we really need to understand that once we are born again, it is not our spirit man that needs anything. Our spirit man needs nothing because it is recreated and lined up with God. So in essence, every part of what we're working on is that soul. Because it's like, if I say I need to, I think we got to find the right words to describe. I need fellowship with God. Pastor, I might need you right in here too. Because I need fellowship with God. I need to spend time with God. I need to worship God. But are those things feeding my spirit or my soul? I think we think spirit, but if the spirit is already lined up with God, what is it really feeding? Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. You, you're, getting, you're deprogramming what you grew up on yeah. and reprogramming to the CPU yeah. of God's word. But this is why even like if somebody, y'all go ahead and clap if y'all gonna clap, because this is good to me. Because when he said it to me, I was like, I said, I said, feed your spirit. He said, yeah, but that it can't be what you really meant because of the context of what you were talking. And so I had to think about it, how we even pick up. This is why it's important to allow people to speak into your life because he grew me in that moment. He grew me in that moment. He said, because I know exactly what you were saying, but the words that you use could confuse people and it can be deceptive because our spirit man needs no work. It needs yeah. nothing. Our yeah. spirit man is whole and complete. Otherwise, we're saying that God did a deficient job when he saved us. Mind-blowing. Blew my mind. So if we shift our mind to thinking that in Christ, as my spirit man, Mr. Ben, I'm everything. It's all good. It's packed right. It's missing nothing. So now my focus is I'm not trying to grow myself spiritually. I'm trying to grow myself soulishly. And we put a lot of emphasis on growing ourselves spiritually, but not as much on soulishly. And the spirit is not the issue. It's the soul that's the issue. And, and I, I, even, I even like what you're saying now. You focus on we got to get that soul. Notice she ain't talking about getting that body right. Right. If right. you get that soul right, the body gonna line up. The spirit of the living God in you is already yeah. right. Yeah. Now you got that soul, your mind, your will, and your intellect is flowing in right. the things of God. Body, do what I tell you to do. So no B calls tonight. So y'all know what that? Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no booty oh, call. Oh, yeah, yeah. You make gotta it plain, make that make decision. It plain, make it plain. Nothing from heavens. Nothing. Nothing from heaven. No bars are gonna come down and surround you and prevent you from going over his house. No, no prison is going to drop from the sky and prevent you from going over her house at the wrong time. You have to make the decision. And it starts with, I got my mind right, boss. Look, it, it's, it, listen, listen. Cool listen. hand, Luke of the Bible. Listen, it's, it's your mind, it's your mind that told you get up and go. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's your mind that told your hand do this so all the lights could go off. So you got to get that mind right. Yeah, your mind is what's controlling your actions. Uh, uh, so we got to talk about this mind thing because the goal is for mind our, to, to line our mind up with his mind. Right, right. We, 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 uh, we heard it a long time ago, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> they tried to tell us that years ago, didn't we? Especially in the black community. Okay, hang on. Okay, yeah. So let me, let me just say that. We're talking about the mind. Pastor Tracy just said it. 1 Corinthians 2 and 16. This is what is in your spirit. He said he's given, now I call it Los Angeles Pete. This is how you can remember. Everybody know that the, the area code for Los Angeles, the primary one, is 213. 2 mm -hmm. Peter chapter 1, verse 3. God has given us all things Everything. that pertain to life and godliness. And I examined that. I said, God, you said life and godliness. I'm teaching you, I've get already put in you everything that pertains to how you are to live day to day. And then he said, in godliness, how to do it, how to walk. She talked about, stop being such a grumpy old Christian, a mean Christian. Your Learn how to have right. your you mind not you, right. You, you haven't, your spirit has joy and peace. He said, I've But given. you mean because your mind is lined with the world and carnality, but not with the spirit of the God that lives on the inside of you. It's a soul transformation that needs to take place. It is the soul transformation that has taken place when everything around you seems to be failing, but you walk in peace. That's the soul. I have transformed my soul to say peace like my spirit says, this is peace. I don't care what you see. It's peace because the spirit is at peace. See, we, see, we got we to gotta break this thing down because we put a lot of emphasis, Jared, on spirit, but it really ain't. Spirit is done. And he, you notice how he's always, despite whether or not we listen, he's always trying to lead us and guide us in the right direction. The problem is our mind, our will, and my, I got to line my will up with his will for my life. I want to do what I want to do. Why? Because you have not lined up your will up with his will. Because the will is on the inside of you because the will is contained in the spirit that's on the inside of you. So now I got to go to the spirit man. Everybody looking out here, I need to find my purpose. No, you need to find yourself in him. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking out for purpose. Purpose lies on the inside of you. Yeah, so you're looking out for purpose, but purpose lies on the inside. We look in for purpose. The more I deal with my soul and understand who I am in my spirit, the more I discover what my purpose is. Yeah. Purpose is not elusive. It is not elusive. The problem is that our mind is aligned up with the will of God. I have, uh, I, I, I want to go back to what God has given us. And I want to give you some things. Let me just say that I, God, I hear God saying, tell them why this is important. Mm -hmm. See, you out here just living life, doing your own thing. But you don't realize, especially if you name the name of Christ, you have a formidable foe called the devil who wants to destroy everything that you have to do with. Right. He is, I wrote right here, he's pure evil. He's out to destroy the legitimate aims and, and, and objectives of the kingdom of God. His primary target is man whom God loves dearly. He has, his name is Satan, means adversary. Devil means slanderer. And is why he is referred to as the accuser of the brethren, Revelation 12. He's the evil one. He's the prince of this world. He's the tempter. 
He's the ruler of the kingdom of darkness. He's, he can transform himself into an angel of light, looking good, but leading you down the wrong path. There's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction. So you have a formidable foe, and you need to understand that. But this is what God gave you. So, Let's sweetheart, let me ask you this, because I just heard this. So in him being the formidable foe, is he after our spirit or after our soul? What is he after? You know it's after his soul. Because the Bible says fiery darts. Fiery darts. Are the okay, weapons wait, of let, Before you go there. Before you, because you know you let him loose, he gone. But, 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 okay, let's, let's break this down a little bit. So, if he's after our soul and not our spirit, then why as believers are we always questioning whether or not our spirit is right and we're going to make it, quote unquote, to heaven? Because when we don't understand this property, then what we're saying is we are saying that the enemy has the power to corrupt our spirit. You mean to tell me we're saying that our, our, our spirit man is subject to the enemy when it's God, when we've been created in the image of God? The enemy is not equal to God, so he, he can't touch my spirit. He's after your soul. And, and the thing is, I, I talked about all those things that the devil is, but for us, Colossians chapter 2.15 says he's a defeated foe. Mm -hmm. Jesus made an open show of the devil. Mm -hmm. That's why he goes about as a roaring lion. Mm -hmm. He roars. <laughs> you ever heard a lion in person? Ooh, that thing will just go through your as, body. As. He's as a, mm -hmm. he, can't even he can't even go devouring and eat you unless you are a willing participant. participant. Say that part. Break that down. He Break can't down. destroy you and devour you unless you are a willing participant. And many of my people perish for lack, lack of, of knowledge. knowledge. That's something Back you talked about earlier. Yeah, so this, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. Let's okay, get back to it. What you got? What you got? First Corinthians 2.16. You have the mind of Christ. It's in you. The Bible says, let this mind be, in and be also in you. Ooh. Let. It's in it, but allow you got to let it. You got to allow it. It's in it. Christ's very mind, his way of thinking is in you. But you got to let him have his way. Allow my Ooh. mind to be in you. Come on, come Ooh. on. First Corinthians, you have his understanding. If you got his mind, you, got, you have the ability to have understanding just like Christ. If you allow that understanding to flourish in your life. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it going. First Corinthians 1 and 30, you have his wisdom. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Thank Knowledge you. is good. You can know a whole bunch. There's a whole lot of folks that know knowledge right, about right. the Bible. Don't mean a hill of me. Knowledge is like, I heard somebody say, knowledge is like knowing that a tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is sense enough not to put it in a fruit salad. I love it. I love it. So, so, you need so, some, you got his wisdom. So, so, wisdom is the proper application of knowledge. So, you got so, it in you. Yeah, yeah. You got to learn how to let it flourish in your life. See, the devil got all that stuff, but God has stacked the deck in your life against the kingdom of darkness. You got to well, stop being again. punked say in life. Again. God, has stacked God has stacked the deck against the kingdom of darkness in your life. If you just learn to let these things that God has already deposited on inside of you, so that's what we were talking about last week because it's this soul work we got to do. What was that song? Let your soul glow. 
we got to let our soul glow. Right? Because the soul is where the work needs to be done. We got to deal with our mind, our will, our intellect, and our emotions. And I think you said to me last week as well, it's like the first step in becoming a better me, a better you, is to have a clear understanding of who we are in Christ. That's why we're working through this. The first step to me becoming better is me really clearly understanding who I am as a child of God. Because there's a basis, a proper basis that we have to start from. Because you can't start from anywhere. You got to start at the right point, right? You got to start at the right point. So if you start at the right foundation, the Bible talks about building the right foundation, then you get elevated. And when the uh, storms of life come, it can't knock you off of the foundation because it was built on the right thing from the, from the get-go. So the challenge with a lot of us as believers is that we were, built, we were not built on the right thing. We were built on religion but not on Bible. There's a difference because religion has us constantly trying to do enough and be enough spiritually for God to be acceptable or for us to be acceptable to God. But Bible says you have been made acceptable. Right, right. Now, line your mind, your will, your intellect up with what I've already given you and, and called you to be. Just line it up. Yeah, that's so good. See, that's because we were saved for works, not by works. Come on. Come. You, if you relate to God, if you relate to God by what you do, then that's self-righteousness. Mm -hmm. You're doing it on your own righteousness. But he said, he who knew no sin took on sin that we might become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. You got to recognize I got it going on. Even when I'm jacked up in areas of my life, I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. So that just means that that doesn't mean that I deplete who I am spiritually. Any man being Christ is a new creation. That means that I recognize, okay, I got some soul work. I got some soul work. So when I fall short, you should not. That's why the Bible says there is therefore no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation. You cannot be condemned in Christ. You cannot be condemned while you are in. I know that messes with some of y'all religion. I know some of y'all struggling. You cannot be condemned in Christ. What you do is you recognize that I need to work on my soul to line it up with the position that God has given me. The Bible says that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I gave you all the scripture last week, John chapter 4, verse 17. All that Jesus is now, so are we in this world. What more powerful of us, as he is, so am I. It does not say as he is, so I will be. He says, as he is, so am I in this world. So, so, so here's another one. Right Ephesians now. chapter 1, verse 18 and 20. You have the same dead raising power of God living on the inside, inside of, of you. you. He yep. said that. He said you got that. He says that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Yeah. Christ lives on the, the inside of you. Of glory. And you got to be asking, who is he talking about? Yeah. Is he talking about me? Just because you didn't know the capacity was on your born-again spirit doesn't mean that that's not you. You just need to know your identity. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, know your identity in Christ, who you are and whose you are. Listen, I was thinking about this in all our years of doing this. I'm, I started thinking about how 
I never met a, when I really thought about this, Elder Chris, I've never met a single person who has changed their soul, their behavior, their mind, their will, and their intellect because somebody told them to or because somebody told them you're going to hell. I, I never met a single Christian that has done that. But what I realized I have met is people who have said, you know, when I begin to understand how much God loves me, when I begin to understand that how God feels about me, love-based, not fear-based, when I begin to understand the love that God had for me, that he would say to me that I have been created in his image, that he's made me peculiar, he's made me royal, he's made me a conqueror, a conqueror. he's given me peace, he's made me an ambassador. When I begin to understand that, I started to desire to change my, my soul. I desired it, not because somebody told me to, not because somebody pointed out my faults, because I realized who God made me, and then I said, okay, if this is what he's made me, then I'm going to line my soul up with what he's made me to and, do. And the benefits of that in Mark 9 and 23, you all know the scripture, he says, if thou canst believe, not some things are possible. Oh. oh. No, if thou canst believe, all things, things are, are possible. possible. Now, either God's a liar or something's wrong. Right. And we know God's not a liar because mm -hmm. he said heaven and earth would pass away before one of his word falls to That's the ground. Good. So if all things are possible to them that believe, how is it that I get it? By all those things that are yeah. in you. Christian walk is not about trying to get more from God. That's why Jesus sat down. He said, it's wait, finished. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold the up. The Christian walk. talk about that a bit. Let's close with that. Let's close with that. Talk about the Christian that. walk is not about trying to get more from God. Jesus said, it is finished. He is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. If he had to keep attending and running around and doing things on your behalf, how could he be seated? He, he, you all know just in this room. You'll be running from me. He'll be running back. God, did you see that? God, remember the blood. God, remember the blood. Ava, remember the blood. Derek, remember the blood. Ever remember. God, Jesus will be all over the place. Now he sat back and said, it's finished. I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. Now what are you going to do And you're born again, blessed child of the most high God? What are you going to do to live out this life of godliness and, and zoe? When it said life, the Zoe, the God kind of life. He's giving you the God kind of life. life of you got to recognize who you are and what's on the inside of you. I, when you were talking, I heard this because that statement you made was so powerful. And that is that you said the Christian life is not about getting more from God, but how to draw out what we already have on the inside of, of us. So I'm not trying to get more from God. I'm trying to be more like God. That's it. Because the more I am like God, the benefit of that just shows up in my life. So it's about changing. We got to close. This is so good. So but we got to change our perspective. You, you know how powerful a change in perspective is in how you look at something? What the root of this right now is we're talking about how you look at yourself as a child of God, that perspective will then push you to deal with stuff that you know does not line up with who God's created you to be. The perspective, change your perspective. So when I talk about hold your head up high, 
When I talk about act like you're a child of God, when I talk about when you enter the room, everything shifts. That's a matter of you knowing who you are. It changes because I'm present. It cannot be chaos on my job because I'm a room shifter. I hear the scripture. I bring the peace. I hear yeah. the scripture. Let your light so shine Let before men it. that they might see your good works. Where that come from? What's on the inside of you? Allow but it. You got to allow it to flourish. Yeah. And the way you do it is, and we're gonna talk about that next week. Yeah. It's gonna be good. To, talking about the mind. Mm -hmm. uh, sit. I, I got a term. Sit. Sit. Uh, it's uh, ideas, thoughts, and suggestions. Suggestions, ideas, and thoughts. You can let a bird fly over your head, just don't let them build a nest. Because situations, ideas, and thoughts come to sit if you allow them to build up in your mind. And rebellion starts with just a thought. Where was the devil that made the devil be the devil? He had only himself. It started with a thought. So make sure we talk about this because what I just got from that is that the, he's talking about letting the thoughts sit, but the Bible says casting down every thought. Every imagination. He said, he said you pull down every thought. Like, watch this, watch this. You pull it down, and then the Bible says you bring it into subjection. You make it obey the authority of God's word. You pull it down, and you make it subject to the authority of God's word. That's why the scripture says, the kingdom of God suffers violent, but the violent take it by force. How do we take it? We vitally take the thoughts that are not God thoughts, and we subject it to the will and the authority of God that lies on the inside of me. So when my body don't want to act right, like this morning I woke up and my back was on fire. And I was having so, try, uh, trouble, so I did some stretches. My husband laid hands on me, and then I went in the room to change. And my mind said, put on tennis shoes, but my, my spirit man said, you the healed of the Lord. And I put these shoes on, and I started walking around in my house because faith without works is dead. I said, you ain't wearing no tennis shoes today. You're going to put these heels on because the man of God done already prayed, and I am the heel of the Lord. So I don't care what my body feels. I am bringing into subjection to the authority of the God's word, and I am the heel of God. So, so she, pain, you're going to leave this back. So she got, that, she got that kind of authority working in her own confession. And then I felt the same way when I like, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall so recover. I, oh, I hope, I hope she, no, I, in the name of <laughs> Jesus, I speak to that pain in their back. Yeah. You got her tenacity for her own faith, for her own body. You got her husband faith. That pain had to subject itself and it had to go away. He has away. to bow to the authority of God's word. And this is why we work on our mind. This is why we work on our emotions. See, my emotions can't get me, my emotions can't lead me down a rabbit hole. They have to bow to the power and the authority of God's word. But I got to know who I am and what his word says about me. I, I, was, I was getting ready to say, I, I was getting ready to say, you're not a big shot. And I'm not a big, I was getting ready to say that. Like, I was, like I'm trying to tell y'all, we ain't nothing special that we feel that way. I we are big shot. We are special. We are somebody. We are somebody. I am a big shot. I've been blood, I butt, head. and blood washed. Right. I am the head, head. and, and that's, not the tail. That's how you got to be. only and Come never on. beneath. That's right. What I say goes because God's given me authority. And as he is, so am I in this world. What I say goes. Amen. Because he's given me the power of the tongue and he told me that I call life and I speak death to what? The, the power of, of life and death is in my tongue. It's what I say. 
And that more believers need to start walking, talking, and thinking. See, I know what he meant when he said it, but I can't let none of that sit. I ain't no, no, you ain't special. I am somebody. What you mean I'm not special? I've been created in the image of the almighty God. I serve the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I am special. There is nobody like me. When he made me, he broke the mold. I'm original. You can't take my place because there is no other space for you to take my place. See, you got to deal with your soul so that whenever you hear stuff that does not line up with your spirit man knows, you reject it. See, I never say stuff like, I can't afford that. No, that leaves an opening. I can't afford it right now. I'm not going to do it right now because you got to put an ending on that thing. You can't leave that open. It comes with you understanding who God's created you to be. And I will not dim my light because I'm a religious folk who don't understand. You do the religion, but I'm going to do Jesus because I am the city that sits on the hill. I am the light that cannot be put out. And I don't care what's going on in this dark world. It can be dark wherever it is, but wherever I go, I carry the light. Because he's in me. And that's how God expects us to show up. He expects us to show up in our family when chaos is happening. Why you don't go to the Christmas stuff? Why you don't go to the Thanksgiving stuff? Because it's chaotic. Well, when I show up, I bring peace. You got to start showing up as who you are as who God's created you to be. And we get that from doing our soul work. I had to do my soul work. So when it comes against what I know God has said about me, I immediately reject it. You're not going to be around me talking about what you can't have. This is my good friend right here, Nina. She'll tell you in a minute, say something that don't line up. What you say? Because I'm trained now. I got my soul in control, and I love it. Because when Pastor Derek Word, uh, brought that out to me last week, I said, ooh, that's so good. I grew. Because the enemy, the Bible talks about how he's cunning. And that was a cunning thing for us to train, to have trained ourselves to say, my spirit man growing. And the truth of it is, if you say that, you're saying that the, the work of God was deficient. It's deficient, but God does a complete work. So the part of me that's going to grow and change is, the will, is my soul, my mind. I'm going to get my mind, my will, my emotions. We're going to talk about that. Talk about letting your, you don't, your emotions don't run you. You run your emotions. You got something that you was about to say? Is the Lord moving? Yeah, I was getting ready to say, we're getting ready to transition to altar call. But I was, while we were talking, I was thinking to myself, what happens between the moment we hear words like this and we go home and what happens in the gap because we often hear words that are life-changing and transformational but something happens between this sanctuary in your house and it's not always able to be applied when you get in your house and what Holy Spirit began to talk to me about was it ties back to the lesson that they've been teaching our Bible teaches us that we are in this world but we are not of this world and what happens is when we leave this sanctuary and go back into our homes, we start thinking with our soul as it relates to our body and what we see as opposed to what's in our spirit. 
So when I walk in my bedroom and my bedroom doesn't look different than what it did when I left, I revert back to being body conscious instead of being spirit conscious. In my mind, I walk back into my bedroom and I go, nothing feels different. But Holy Spirit is in this moment telling you it's not going to feel physically different when you go back in your house. If you go back and you allow yourself to get dejected because the room or the people don't look the same, you'll never apply it to your life. We're going to talk about next week about, yeah, you do have five senses, sight, feel, smell, taste. And to a certain degree, those are good for you to live by. Got a six I, if it's hot, if a pot is hot, I need to be able to sense that pot is hot and don't touch it. Right. Smelling things or, or drinking or tasting things that are right. But there's a sixth sense Come on, of faith. Yeah. Yeah. She's supposed to walk by. We walk by faith, That's not by sense. sight. And right. that so we're going to talk about that next week. And another thing is you, you said about I'm in this world and I'm uh, not of this world. I heard Creflo Dollar say that it's like we all living on an ocean. Just make sure that no water gets in your boat. The world is an ocean. You are, we're all in this world. Just don't let your boat, because if you let too much of the world or the water get on your boat, it's going to sink you. But, but check this out, and then we got to go. Check this out. The world may be the ocean, but you're in the boat that rides on the ocean. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to connect with you. To connect and find out more about Lift City Church, text Connect Me, all one word, to 337-227-9820 or visit us at liftcitychurch.org.